This is Joost Vergraaf from Coriomanic and Pestilence, and you are listening to Brutalicious Broadcast. I mean, Brutally Delicious Broadcast. <laughs> Sorry, we're late. Rena fucked everything up and we're running behind. So, no worries, no worries. <laughs> That's my part. How are you doing? <laughs> Hi. Hi, Joost. Is that how I pronounce your name? Yeah, Joost. It's a, it's a typical Dutch name. So, Joost. That's Joost. what it is. <laughs> Sounds <Hi>. good. <laughs> cool. How are you today, Joost? I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you. It was a bit of a rough day, but uh, yeah, but I'm fine. Thanks. What's been going on? Tell us about your day. Well, it was also fun, but uh, it was like hard and fun at the same time. I have uh, like a one-year-old uh, daughter at home here. And uh, yeah, and uh, my wife's working on Tuesday, so I'm taking care of her. And uh, yeah, today she just wouldn't sleep. So I was uh, running around all the time. And uh, but, uh, but we also had fun. So, And this is an yeah. exciting week for you, right? Because the record comes out in, what, three days or something? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's awesome. Looking forward. So for yeah. those not familiar, it's going to be a self-titled record. And what um, this is very different from stuff you've done in you know pestilence. Is this uh, have you always been interested in those sort of uh, genres as well? Well, I, I've I've been playing different uh, styles of music for a long time, but um, like the records that were put out and and came out um, uh, everywhere, and th- those were always metal. So, but but I also did like stand-in things in in like uh, even I mean different genres like soul or funk or uh, or blues or all kinds of stuff, you know. So so I also did that, but um, yeah. So but but the official releases are all metal, I guess. So yeah. So but but at the point where I just started creating something out of the blue, like straight from the heart, this is just what came out. So that's it. <laughs> Excellent. I love that. Yeah, I, I do that. And all that comes out is country. And I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know? awesome. But tell me, tell me about your um, love for funk. Where did that begin? Um, well, I guess when, when you pick up a bass, well, I, I also teach bass. And, and when I have get when I get new students, all they want to do is they want to play like this, you know, they all go like, they want to hit the bass like that. It's just yeah, something they want to do. Yeah, yeah, it's a technique. So I was when I started playing bass, I was pretty soon getting into these into this technique and checking out um, um, the, the the typical funk players back then. That was in the uh, late eighties. You had uh, pop bands like Level Forty Two and, and things like that. And later on, you had Primus. And um, I just wanted to explore that. And uh, but but in in um, in reality, in bands. As soon as I tried playing like that, they were like, can you please stop doing that and, right. and just play like you should, you know? And um, uh, But I always kept doing that. And sometimes I, I use it in recordings, but never in a real, in a, in a, in a band situation. So when I uh, wanted to do something just for to have fun with uh, uh, during the first lockdown here in the Netherlands, I decided to use this technique as a starting point and also to use it uh, without any guitars. So, so then you have also kind of a riff uh, function of the bass, where normally you have guitars, obviously. So it's the bass and the keys, and um, so yeah. So, so that's just uh, I, I just I, I didn't think about it too much. It's just 
what what happened you know <laughs> no. right yeah yeah that, that's awesome so you also teach yes uh, space is that yep. something that takes up a lot of your time no it's, it's like a it's, it's two days in a week, something like that, in a, in a, in a music school uh, nearby. And sometimes I do Zoom uh, stuff with uh, Zoom, but uh, I find that um, harder. I mean, it's possible, it can work, it depends on the connection, on the technique and stuff like that. And, um, but but it, it, it always works better if you can really, uh, yeah, if you're in the same room like that, you know? So, uh, so two days in a week I teach. Nice. So I was so it's basically anybody, anybody who, sorry, Bruce, anybody who enrolls into that music school can come learn bass from you then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I still have some, so I, I have like these two blocks for how you say it and, and I, there's still some space. So, um, but, but as soon as it, it's full, then I cannot take any more students. So right. but at this point, yeah, I can have some more students. Are you finding this uh, this project, or maybe it's too early to tell because it's only been a single or two out, but are you finding Pestilence fans kind of migrating over to it because of yourself, or is this a, a whole separate audience and listenership? I think the the, the, that, the the last thing you said, I think that's the case because, um, yeah, some people, they, they may show interest because of, uh, because of my, uh, me being part of Pestilence, but um, as soon as they hear, they hear no guitars, they hear hardly any vocals and they hear horns and that's that's tough for the metalheads you know <laughs> i totally get that so so some people they're open-minded uh, i like, like i didn't like i said i didn't think too much about anything at all like anything like a target audience but but um uh, the publisher john usher he threw out some lines in the prog uh, scene and there were some people who really uh, appreciated my music and in the prog scene but in the metal scene especially the death metal thrash metal scene uh, not not too many people uh, are into this. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And I saw reading your bio when you mentioned it. There's there's horns in this, so I mean that's a surprise to you know most of the heavier fans. But you had never written horns before. How did you even come up with that? And what was it like trying to do it? Well, it was uh, it was an experiment actually, and and um, like I, I've like I said, I I've, I play different styles in different situations apart from metal, but I also listen to a lot of. Uh, early funk and 70s bay area funk from the states i love that sound it's a certain sound it's pretty rough and pretty uh unpolished and really i love that sound and there are a lot of horns there that are really to the point and i guess the fact that i've listened to this music a lot i guess that helped but so i just hear in my head what what i would like to uh have on the music and i just use the the keyboard and uh and uh media stuff to 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 write it and then, uh, and that's it. And then it takes some some rearranging later, but but yeah, it works well. Gotcha. So, you know? Yeah. No, this sounds awesome. So where can people find you? Are you well, active on social media or like what what what's your major major channels or main channels of interacting with your fans? Yeah. Well, for the music, it's Bandcamp. Uh, Bandcamp is where you can. Purchase the physical CD or or buy the uh, electronic uh, the the digital uh, thing, and um, yeah, I'm on social so Instagram, Facebook, Choreomanic, you can't miss it. And um, yeah, so am I miss? Oh yeah, of course YouTube. So I'm just getting started with the YouTube stuff, and but uh, yeah, I think I have those things. So uh, shouldn't be too hard to reach out. Any plans to take cool. this live at all? 
Definitely. Well, actually, today I got asked to play a festival. Uh, it's my first. It's the first uh, gig request, so to speak. And um, yeah. So and 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 but the, because the thing is here in the Netherlands, things are getting uh, are just opening up at this point. Yeah. So I just today I heard that festival is going to be there. Uh, so so all the uh, promoters, everybody's really busy. You know, all of a sudden because uh, it, it looks good. So. Um, um, yeah, so I got a first gig request and I had to call guys and say, can you, can you, uh, do, do you have time on that date and stuff? Um, and, and, um, so yeah, so that, that looks good. And now I'm thinking about, uh, how I should do this and I'm working on a live show and, uh, that's going to be really cool because, uh, it's not like I'm going to play the songs as they are with a band and that's just it. We're going to take the songs as a starting point and then and then make a big party in a way like a high energy crazy things i got a percussion player a friend of mine who's an awesome percussion player he, he will be joining the band as well so we're gonna build something i'm not sure yet what it will look like exactly but it's going to be fun for sure you mentioned that's amazing it is and you mentioned dancing sorry rena but medieval dancing plagues is in your bio what the heck is that yeah well, that's just something I got into uh, uh, somewhere in, in 2018. Uh, I came across this this topic and I started reading studies on it and it's crazy. It's just it's just so cool because it's an unsolved mystery from history. And it's also something that has a clear parallel, I believe, uh, with the times uh, in which we live now, um, because it has to do with, I think it's like a psychosis, a collective or a mass psychosis where people just let out something they they had been under pressure for centuries, literally, uh, the church, uh, inquisition, the fear of God, stu uh, superstition, did I mention, um, black plague, all these things uh, really uh, uh, have a, you know, there's like, so, so the people were really, uh, how do you say, under a lot of pressure. And then somehow it came out and uh, people started dancing to the music they heard in, in their heads. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and it was, uh, infectious so other people started joining them and it was just crazy and and then musicians even attend you know got got involved and started playing and people started selling food so actually it were like the, the first festivals i guess in the middle ages uh but, but especially hey nice dog okay. <laughs> i have to say though yeah look he's been <laughs> totally participating today but nice. you know this whole dancing madness thing it wasn't just like an awesome festival or if it were then everybody at coachella would die at the end of the festival oh, right because that, that was the thing you know that they just danced, so, and danced, so, and danced for days maybe for a week and they would just die crazy, right it's true yeah. it's true so it was it has but but exactly exactly but that's what i find so fascinating there was something there it was like a relief to a lot of people and and it was also um, uh, it was also yeah fun in a way to for people that like attended these these things, but of course there was a dark side. People died from exhaustion and dehydration, and and it was because of uh, uh, of people being uh, how do you say um, how do you say that what's the word uh, under pressure? That's not the word I'm looking for. Um, well, well anyway, you know what I mean. Like the people just were they needed to get out of something. So, but, but yeah. and that's what I find fascinating. And also, like I said, the parallel to these times, it's, uh, to me, it's very clear. Uh, a lot of people in the, in the free countries of the world, they've been under a lot of pressure in the past uh, couple of years. So it feels like something has to get out, something like that.
Yeah, that that I can completely agree on. But it's this is an interesting thing. I'm I'm super like into all these like ancient mysteries and un unsolved <laughs> thingies in, in the human history. And this is a really interesting one because you know that it, it started mm. out small, but then it started gathering a lot of people, and and that like you know raises the question of like how many of those people were actually sort of affected by the illness psychosis or, or whatever was the root cause of, of the forced dancing. Cause it wasn't like, I'm just going to go and boogie. It's like, they had no choice, <laughs> you know, like they couldn't stop. Even if infected, they wanted to. Right? Yeah. So, so that, that was, that was the thing. So like, you know, the whole, yeah. like how many people actually just started doing it because everybody else was doing it. They weren't like feeling the compulsion of doing it, but they just joined because they didn't want to be left out. And how many of those people just fucking died for <laughs> peer pressure, basically, you know? I don't know, but it's, it's really, really interesting because, yeah, um, because there's this thing where people, I mean, psychosis in general has an infectious uh, kind of nature, if you know what I mean. Like sometimes, I mean, people in a relationship, often when one of the two gets a psychosis, the other one gets like infected and just, goes along in this psychosis, right? So there's something really interesting going on there. And some people argue that that is exactly the way religion works, which is, yeah. of course, a dangerous topic. But OK, so so it's just a theory. But yeah, it's 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 uh, really interesting. I, uh, so so but I see you also like this uh, stuff. So that's uh, that's cool. So so yeah, yeah to get back to the, the question. So, so I was into this this thing and then I just thought it would make sense to use the term choreomanic, the word choreomanic, which would be a, a, a person uh, suffering from choreomania, which is the disease, right? So, yeah, so, and also because of the high energy in the music, and uh, I just love the concept, and I'll be uh, using this same concept for the next album also. So, uh, yeah. Nice. Sounds cool. And there's, a, there's like a bunch of stuff like that that you can derive you know, yeah, right? inspiration from. And, you know, the parallels are there for, you know, how we are living today and how people are acting, you know, because that's like you said, the, it's, it's easy to find a comparison. And, you know, just like how people act on social media, for instance, oh. is like you're, you're, you're dancing yourself to death with your fucking bullshit that you're, yeah. you know, like, you yeah. know, that you're, you're. Yeah, you're joining a mob that's doing something stupid and detrimental in the end. Yeah. And, and you're just doing it because everybody else is doing it. And you want to be a part of a group. And that's, you know, a basic psychological need for all of us to yes. be a part of some sort of group, whether it be family or or your metal band or, or like a fucking football team. But you need to have roots in some sort of a group that tells you who you are. You know? yeah. And it's yeah. baffling to me that so many people want to choose idiots. <laughs> as your group of choice but you know it is like the dancing <laughs> I, I never made that a comparison but it's interesting absolutely absolutely um i can see how of course i mean i'm uh uh from from the time when there was no social media so, right. social media at all you so obviously it. so same yeah okay so yeah so and i and i have a daughter i have three daughters so the middle one is 10 years old and i have to watch out that she's not on a screen 24 7 right it's mm -hmm. and 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 but she also reads books and stuff but if i don't watch out if i don't uh, pay attention she'll be on some screen all the time you know and um yeah um it's just bizarre to to see how this changed in only like two decades or something 
I mean, almost all parents have the same like things they come across, right? But but yeah, but it's it's pretty bizarre to see how this uh, how the, how fast this all went. Uh, it's uh, crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and there's like there's good stuff. Obviously, like you know, the the group of choice is the question here. You know, yeah. social media is great for like you know connecting people that would have never in, in other circumstances or without the social media be able to like form a relationship based on similar interests or whatever, you know, or, or like peer support, whether it be like, I don't know, cancer, alcoholism, depression, you know, you can find people from around the world that can share your pain and what you're going through and it's going to yeah. be beneficial for you. So Absolutely it's, it's mostly just about like the group that you choose. It for is. me, it's just yeah. not yeah, that so many people are like, ignorance this is good like facts i don't care you know <laughs> yeah so so yeah but that's the thing like it's really uh um it can be okay it can be cool but it, it um how do you say it's like uh i'm not sure what the english word is a catalysator it can like make things worse very very quickly or or better maybe but i, I mean i i lost like a couple of friends uh, who, who like committed suicide in the past years and it was not because of social media but they were they were having problems and depressions and stuff but social media definitely made it worse definitely made it worse so that's also that's a dark side i guess you know if you're in trouble uh, uh with yourself or anything it can be really uh, dangerous also so um yeah good and bad sides to that i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah, because they're like, you know, that you, you want to have media literate people where you can like judge the news that you're reading by who's posted it. What, what are they going after? What's their agenda? But you should all also have like the social media literacy where you know that this this like image that, you know, people are portraying with their happy breakfasts and and spotless clean children and white couches and shit it's just not real you know <laughs> it's just not how it fucking works there's gonna be red wine some mummy juice on that fucking couch come 9 p.m and that toddler be down you know definitely, <laughs> like, definitely. That, that's the reality yeah. of it being yeah, completely sure. like frustrated in the in the morning trying to dress dress your toddler and, and blah. Yeah. you know that, that's the reality and, and that's reality like, your ass you know? <laughs> yeah true true yeah so but um yeah but i'm i'm really uh i mean the, the technology enables us to have this conversation like this okay. which it's is cool. double-edged sword for sure yeah so that's good yeah so um yeah very very nice well anyway yeah so um do you have any more questions about the project <laughs> yeah what? no this is not a show that talks about your music <laughs> 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 Sorry, we uh, we <laughs> take it too far. <laughs> like any minute now, Bruce is going to be asking you whether a hot dog is a sandwich or not. <laughs> so what do you I have? Know. <laughs> oh, so we're gonna now that you brought it up, it's been here. We're gonna argue that it is definitely a sandwich because okay. it's in two slices of bread. And I know that's not the topic and not where you thought we were going, but definitely a sandwich. Case closed. Uh, I, I do, don't really agree because uh, often a hot dog is a bun with a hole, and the sausage goes. It looks perverted, but yeah, that's, I don't know what. That, if you're not watching, go back and watch this because that's it's true, right? It's true. In Holland, we have hot dogs, and it's like a bun with a with a sausage inside. It's not like a sandwich, like two halves. That like it's like one one thing. Sausage goes right through it. 
I wouldn't call that a sandwich, but I'm cool with everything. Uh, I'm arguing <laughs> case closed. Hey, you never thought you'd be talking about that here, did you? No. <laughs> anyway, what's next for Corio Manic? Uh, well, hopefully more live shows. So this is, uh, I was surprised to have this offer today and I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to make it happen. And then I have to think about this live show, like I said, and, and um, um, reach out to some, some promoters and people I know from, from around. Um, so, so the challenge will be to, to, um, to reach the right, to, the, to find the target audience, I guess, because I have never thought about this, but like I said, in the metal scene, people are not really into this kind of stuff generally. So, uh, so it would be outside of the metal scene maybe, or more the experimental side, like people that are into like Mr. Bungle or Fade More or, uh, you know, more experimental or, or crazy stuff, I guess. So I have to look for, for, I have to, to determine the target audience and then work from there and, uh, and see what happens. But, um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm having a great time, uh, every step of the way. So, so I'll just carry on and see what happens. That's awesome. Really got anything yeah. else before we wrap it? Just, just want to say, I love Mr. Bungle. God damn that band. Right? It's, it's great, like, right? You know, it's a fucking awesome band. You know, Disco Volante takes it a little bit too far, in my opinion. It's not like it's just like, all right, time to chillax at home. Press play on Disco Volante. Not going to happen. But <laughs> like, you know, the, the self-titled album, California, never fucking gets old. I love the video for Pink Cigarette, by the way, is like something yeah. that I, I like, you know, want to steal the idea and just do it a little bit differently for, for one of my projects or something. But great fucking reference. Great reference. Yeah. So if you're into Mr. Bungle. I just, yeah, I totally love Mr. Bungle. And, and, but, but, and I think because of the freedom, you know, it's like complete freedom. They do whatever they want to do. Or I, I guess it's Mike Pett and his, his party, right? So yeah. he just does what he wants to do. And, and, that's like inspiring to me because there are no rules and and that's the greatest joy of of creating music in this case or whatever it is you're creating it's like the freedom and not having any rules just see what happens and then and then it will all fall into place or something you know so that is an admirable attitude hope that wasn't too bad i know we kind of <laughs> took it wherever but that's what we're known to do here we just kind of go where it goes yeah yeah right yeah that's good fun awesome awesome well thank you very much Hey, good luck with uh, the record. It. I'm excited for you. It comes out in a couple days. Uh, anybody listening, go ahead and grab it. And we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Awesome. Thank you very yeah. much. Thanks. Lovely meeting you. Yeah. Have a nice day. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts.